someone lift his greatness in this atmosphere. Lift his greatness in this atmosphere. Hallelujah. It is his breath in our lungs. You can't let a rock cry out in your place. It is in him that we live and move and have our being. If there is breath in your lungs, if you're standing with your eyes open, if you have breath in your body, you ought to pour out a praise to him. Father, you are mighty and awesome. You are victorious and glorious. You are God and God alone, and there is none like you, Heavenly Father. Daddy, thank you. We love you. I love you. I magnify your name. Thank you for life and life abundantly. Thank you for joy and strength. Thank you for peace and provision. Thank you for protection and direction. Thank you for the Holy Spirit and your word. Thank you, Father, for victory. Thank you for eternity. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you realize that it is in him, he said, that we live? When you think about what it takes for you to open your eyes and for your body to connect and your mind to tell your feet to get up and your body to bend and move, if you have command over those functions, do you realize the billions of nerve endings that speaking and moving and allowing you to do what you do, you live because he allows it. We move because of his goodness. Just to move your fingers and lift your hands, it's the least we can do. Scripture tells us to offer up our bodies as a living sacrifice and have our being, our spirit, desirous to be connected to the creator of all the universe and all that lives in you. When you pause to think of how great is he is our God and, and how greatly and wonderfully he made you, you can't help but to be thankful and in awe of how good he really is. Hallelujah. Good morning, Linked Up Church. Good morning to all of you that are viewing us by way of uh, all the different media outlets that we have going on these days. Praise God. Uh, well, you know what, just real quickly, let's go before the throne. Daddy, prayers have already been prayed. The table was set beautifully and wonderfully by your called, your precious baby girl, Minister Joe. So we just thank you for setting the table for all those that have already lent their hands to preparing us for yet this hour. The music, the band, the whole entire department. So right now be glorified in this place. Holy Spirit, do what you do and minister to the hearts of your people. May not one person leave here the same, but be forever changed and inspired towards you, Father, that we may walk in the fullness of what you, Jesus, made available to us. We give you glory, honor, and praise for all that will take place on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, just turn to one person and give them a hug and say, thank you for being mighty.
Praise God. Pastor Gregory, he would have been up here with me, but just pray for your pastor. He's receiving his healing. Amen. And I'm sure he's viewing us right now. So hi, honey. I hope you're resting like you're supposed to be. How many of you were here on Friday night? A large number of you. So we're going to pick right up where, where, where Dr. Winston left off. That was some good stuff. And when I tell you, I mean, my spirit's been going nonstop. Me and my husband, we've just been going nonstop like, okay, so what do we do with that? Okay, what was this? And then this. I mean, it was like five messages jam-packed into so much. And then you go home and you just, you just digest it all. And you're like the Holy Spirit just explodes. And it's just been fire. It's been the 4th of July, New Year's Eve, and whatever else explosive type of event that there is going on in my spirit. It's been really, really good. He talked about faith in the anointing. Talked about the power of God within us. And, you know, and though he didn't talk specifically about prayer, it was so in line with what we're in right now, this season of fasting and prayer. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on this morning. What does all that have to do with prayer? So if you would, let's just start out with just turning your Bibles to John chapter 14. And, you know, a snapshot of what he ministered can be summed up in one word, when you relegate it all to prayer, when you filter it all out and you bring it back to where we are today, it could be filtered out to one word, and that's simply ask. A-S-K. So that's the title of today's message, ask. A-S-K. When I got home, this, this ministered to me, and I, I just really had, you know, as I was meditating and preparing for this morning, this is what came to me. When we say that we're Christians... We commit to a supernatural lifestyle full of supernatural faith that gives us direct access to supernatural resources with supernatural answers and a supernatural experience. I heard a man of God say one time that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I'm going to say that again. When we say that we're Christians... We're saying and we're committing ourselves to a supernatural lifestyle full of supernatural faith that gives us access to supernatural resources with supernatural uh, answers and supernatural experiences. So, number one, the number one of ASK, because it's an acronym, A-S-K. First part of ASK is access. Access. John chapter 14, starting at verse 12, I'm going to read to you from the, just the King James Version. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. The whole point, there's no greater power than you can access on earth. It's not military force. It's not the hookup with the president. It's not uh, a direct access to Bill Gates' uh, 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 accounts. The greatest power you can access on earth is prayer. 
And he says it right here. He says, if you just ask in my name, the great works that I do, you shall do, and greater works than these. Well, what exactly was he talking about? Yeah, we could give sight to the blind. Yeah, we could be used to bring healing to the sick. We could use to even raise the dead. Back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, there's a woman named Amy Simple McPherson who was arrested on several occasions because she was accused of practicing medicine without a license because she was known for raising people from the dead. So, yeah, we can do these things, but what did he mean by greater works than these? Than Jesus? He says, because I go on to the Father. The greater works is that we are still here to perpetuate the same power, the same authority, and the same ability that he did to a lost and dying works. And the greater works is that we are able to not only do it, but do it to his glory to a greater number of people. See, the whole snapshot of that is that because I go into the Father. In other words, my time is up. But you, you do what you're supposed to do, and you will perpetuate this way beyond my little three-and-a-half-year stint here in ministry. So what is he saying when we, when we access God? What are we doing? What happens when we pray? He says here, number one under access is that we must choose faith. Do you know that you can believe in God but not be in faith? Amen. You can have a mental ascension and an awareness of his existence and believe purely, I mean, with sincerity that he exists, but still choose to live in fear and doubt. Pharmaceuticals is the number one market right now because of fear and doubt. We must choose faith. That means stepping out of what we already know. You know, a lot of times we are in a rut, in a cycle of the same fight because we'd rather deal with a familiar fight than to step out and deal with a new type of fight. So stepping out of what you already know, a lot of times familiarity can be our own descent, our greatest enemy. So we must choose faith. We must make a decision to step out beyond what we already are aware of. We must allow ourselves to be challenged by what's unseen. Number two, with faith comes the works. You don't have faith unless you're willing to step out into something. And he says greater works than you do. And we have to believe. So we have to believe that when we're out there and we say be healed, that Jesus is there backing us up. When we say that we're looking for a job, all I need is access to the person that's interviewed, you're supposed to be so confident that, you know, once they get a hold of me, they're going to forget about the rest of their appointments for the day. Faith is an action word. Faith is not just this poof type of thought. It's a lifestyle, and it is all action. If you're not willing to do something with what you believe, then it's just fantasy. We are required to do something about what we believe. Number three, same and greater than Jesus. Same works and greater than Jesus. 
we will do greater works because we have the ability to reach more people, to compel and to witness of the love and the power of God. Now, we're going to spend time in prayer, the same format that we have on Saturday mornings. And Saturday morning, yesterday morning, was a powerful time in prayer. Holy Spirit showed up and showed out. I looked at my watch, and it was 1039. Folks still in the, in the building. Just the, the worship was just dynamic, and it's just a spirit of fullness there. But same works and greater than Jesus. So I'm not going to be, go before, be before you long, but I just want to make sure that we get this in you as you learn and increase in your awareness and the importance of prayer. When you realize that when you pray, for a lot of us, we are connecting others to God. You realize that? In the spirit, you are connecting those that you're praying for to God. You are aligning yourself with his will. You are making tough decisions in the trenches. You are being peeled back and exposed and forced to make a decision to grow or to stay where you are. Same and greater works than Jesus. Every time Jesus came out of, us, of, a, of his withdrawal in prayer, he came out and bam, folks was just happy. In fact, it didn't even require his prayer because he was just walking in the power of the prayers that he had came out of. So people would just touch him and they'd be healed. Remember the lady in Mark chapter 5? And he's like, who just touched me? And the disciples like, dude, all these people around you and you say, who touched you? He said, no, because someone took something. Was that woman in prayer? He was in prayer, though, and made power available. You, when you come out of that time of prayer, this 21-day season used to be so saturated with the power of God at the end of the day that people are just drawn to you and just, just want to be around you, and you're like, what you want? Not because of you in and of yourself, but there's, there's something they can't put their finger on. There's a light. There's an ability. There's a hope. There's a, there's a charge that's coming out of you that they're like, I just want to be around you. Or the opposite could happen. The enemy could just turn up. And you'll find yourself in, after coming, after spending your time in prayer, that there's this calm and resolve. I should be. I could be. Any other day I would have been. But everything is breaking loose in your life. But I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sailing. God, you got this. Number four, realizing that we need him provokes us to ask, be humble. Sit down. Some of y'all caught that. Sit down. Be humble. Do you realize that a prideful person will never ask? But when you humble yourself, the only, re the only way to ask for something is realizing that you are without. And when we humble ourselves and, and recognize and acknowledge that I can't do this, I can't live this life the way I had hoped, my disappointments are greater than my victories, my, my frustrations are greater than my desires. What's going on? And you realize that I need some 
access to someone greater. And that's when we are able to sincerely ask because we realize in that moment that as I am asking, I am acknowledging that you have all power in your hand and you make it available to me. And the reason why I can, I'm confident in my asking is because I know that you want to give it to me. Remember, God said, you have not because you ask not. In other words, until you realize you need something, I ain't got no business interfering with you. Remember, we talked about it last week. God is a filler. He is not a forcer. He is not going to force himself on you, but he will fill your gaps if you allow him. Being humble basically shifts the focus off of me and puts the focus and the responsibility back on God. Number five is for his glory. The only reason we are required to pray, to believe, and to confess Jesus is because we are able to access and dispense his glory. Think about it. The only reason that you call Jesus the Lord of your life is because someone else glorified him to you. Think about it. The only reason you spend that time in prayer, you have this hope and this faith, you call upon his name. You lift up holy hands in reverence of who he is. It's because somebody else glorified him to you. So you have the responsibility of glorifying him to a lost and dying world. So in, in, in John chapter 14, 12 through 14, he finally says, ask anything in my name. In verse 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And you know... Depending on where you are in your understanding of Christendom, you could be like, okay, well, God, I need you to make this heathen boyfriend of mine right. <laughs> Fix him, Jesus. Take the wheel. Just in case you got it twisted, Jesus makes it clear. Because he talks about, oh, greater works that you do. You can ask anything, and I'll do it. I'm the hookup, boo. I got you. And then he backs up right in the very next verse, in verse 15. I'm reading the Amplified. And then he says all of a sudden, and if you really love me, you'll keep and obey my commandments. Just in case you got it twisted, you can't ask any old thing. It has to be in my name, basically according to my command and my will. I'm not blessing foolery. I'm only blessing what I've already blessed. So he goes right from ask anything to, but if you love me, you obey my commandments. He goes on to say, and, and Dr. Winston, he spoke about this briefly, but he says here, God in, his, in our praying, God wants to not only build you up, but he's building himself up. When you really think about it, he has to respond to himself. Do you realize that? Just think about it. If you could do whatever you want and just, and just, and, and if, if you could just speak it and it just appears, you'd be speaking a whole bunch of stuff, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Because you're going to get yourself what you want. And many of us, uh, even to our own demise. But God, being sovereign and being holy and being who he is, he's a man that cannot lie. So whatever he says, it has to come to pass. So when we align ourselves with his words, he has to respond to himself. That's just who he is. I, I, I have all power in my hands. I speak light be and light is, and it continues to be to this day. So he has to respond to himself. So basically, when, he, when we get further down in John chapter 14, Jesus is making it crystal clear by repeating himself several times. And when Jesus repeats himself, you better get the point. 
He says in verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keep them, he is, he is he that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And I'll what? Manifest. I'll show myself off to him. He goes on to say in verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man loves me, he'll keep my words. And my father will love him. And he will come unto him. And we will make our home, our dwelling place, our residence in him. If God is living in you, that was a good point that he made because you know something, but then you don't catch it. And I caught it on Friday night. And I, I mean, I soaked in it. I marinated in it. I meditated on it. When you are aware that God lives in you, that's why he says there's a hunger and a thirst for him. And as you do that, because he's wanting more of who he is. Isn't it fascinating when you learn something great about yourself? It's amazing when you learn something, wow, that is who I am. That is aligned with my personality. And when you find out more of who you are, basically you're dipping into being exposed to more of who God is in you. And when you realize that the creator of all the universe lives on the inside of you, he is obligated to respond to himself. He's not going to leave himself devoid. He's not going to leave himself wanting. He's not going to leave himself frustrated, hurt, and painful. He will respond to himself if he himself is living on the inside of you. So number two, real quick, because my clock is possessed. Come out. The second letter in ask being S, the supernatural. When you ask, you're accessing the supernatural. So what should we expect? You should expect the supernatural. Yes. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, it says, And to know, this was so good to me, And to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that we might be filled with the fullness of God, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Let's back up. Because for a long time in my 22 years of ministry, I just, I, I know this. I know the Ephesians prayer. I confess it. I speak it over myself and you all daily. But it dawned on me that to know the love of Christ, when I looked this up, researched it, dissected it, to know the love of Christ, it's not that we would know the love of Christ, Jesus, is that we come in awareness unto the love of the anointing that is in our lives. The anointing is sent here to love us so much that it is beyond your own understanding. The anointing is wildly and passionately obsessed with you. The anointing which is carried by the Holy Spirit is just, I mean, just in full awe of who you are. And he is here to let you know that I just want you to know beyond all understanding that I'm here to fulfill whatever it is, beyond whatever it is that you could ask or you could think. He says here that you, he's praying, Paul is praying that you would know the love of the anointed one and his anointing. Christ was not Jesus' last name. This is totally independent of Jesus. That we would know the love of the anointing, how obsessed he is with you. And it's, he's so obsessed with you that it doesn't make any sense. And because of that, he wants to fill us with all the fullness of God. That anointing makes available to us all the fullness of God. 
greater works will you do, the works that I do, you will do in greater works than these because of the anointing. Him wanting to have you walk in the fullness of all that God has for you. And then he goes on today in the very next verse. Now, this is where the able to do exceedingly abundantly. He says, this anointing is so obsessed with you. His assignment is so attached to you. Because, you know, the anointing is that smeared on power of God. You can't wash it off. You can't rinse it off. You can't soak it off. It's on you. But he says here, now to him who is able to do, because of this, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. In other words, if you can think it, God's already thinking about a way to outdo your thoughts. And some of us are scared of our own imaginations. When he's the one who deposited that imagination. Walt Disney ain't got nothing on you. Talk about the land of imagination. No, you are. The dispensers of all God's creativity in your own special way. And he says here, with that, according to the power that works in us, according to the power, the anointing that we're willing to work, with, work in. So when the anointing is there, unless we're going to step out and work our faith and let our faith distribute our works, we limit what this power could be. So we limit his ability to do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. Number one, under supernatural, the anointed one and his anointing, I already talked about this, his wild and passionate obsession and attachment and love toward us. Number two, the unexplainable. What can we expect? The unexplainable. Yesterday after prayer, sister came up to me, and I know this young lady, she, her heart is she, you know, she's not superwoman or anything like that. You wouldn't think of her just super spiritual saint. She is a sweet, sincere young lady. She comes up to me after prayer yesterday and she says, and I don't think she would mind me sharing this story. She says, Pastor Trish, I, I've been dealing with diabetes and, and, you know, and I haven't been able to put my shoes on, right, because my feet has just been so painful I couldn't walk. But I feel so light. I feel so light. And and she was looking at me like, what happened? I feel so light. I don't feel my legs no more. I don't feel, I don't feel the pain in my feet anymore. And she's looking with this question mark in her eyeballs. And I'm like, baby, just praise God. You don't need to explain it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You've been healed. Just receive it. And she says, I got it. I got it. Amen. Number three, a strong desire to see the supernatural. What can you expect when you're in prayer, when you access the power of God that's in you? You can expect to see or you develop a strong desire to see the supernatural. I remember a gentleman, uh, an evangelistic friend of ours, he's just really into the supernatural. And he said and it was, he was living in this apartment building, and somebody had gotten killed in this apartment building. And he was there when they took the body out of the apartment building. He said, I, 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 was, he said, I found out how timid my faith was and how timid I can really be, even though I'm bold when I got a mic in my mouth. Because he said, I walked up to that body, was like, rise and live, and walked away. <laughs> he's like, rise up and live. <laughs> he said he did it right up under his breath. But the desire, I can't, I can't be mad at the desire to see the supernatural. Number four, what can you expect? The unexpected. What can you expect? The unexpected. 
I remember when Pastor Gregory and I, we were going through our situation. Last thing we thinking is that this little envelope, this wet envelope on our porch was going to be a whole year's worth of salary. We didn't even realize that the envelope was up on our porch because when we saw it, it was Monday, uh, yeah, Monday morning, which means it was delivered either a, uh, on a Friday or a Saturday because there's no mail on Sunday. It was there for either 24 hours or 72 hours. We, we could not tell you. We knoweth not. We see it, and it's wet, raining outside. We go out and get this wet envelope, open it up, and it's a whole year's worth of salary after we've been, we, we were fired. I like saying, we were fired. <laughs> the greatest thing that could have happened to us. But you can expect the unexpected. How? According to what you're willing to do with the anointing that's on your life. Number three, the last thing, and ask, knowledge. What do we do with what we know? I said earlier, you can believe in something but not be in faith. I believe God will heal me. But, oh, if I don't take my medication by 12 o'clock, and headaches and all those aches and pains come back. What? I'm not talking about you, but I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is just identifying you and pulling your card. Nothing's wrong with medication. Take your medication. I always say, meditate the Word of God as much as you medicate until your meditation outweighs your medication, making your medication unnecessary. Number three, what do we do with, with what we know? Hebrews chapter 3. I mean, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. Really quickly. Hebrews 10, 22 and 23. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Number one under part three, knowledge is be sincere in your faith and in your confidence. Be sincere. We talked about this last week, and it's all summed up right here. Be sincere in your faith and in your confidence. Let us draw near with a true heart, believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is not a rewarder of them that can quote the entire book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He is not a rewarder of them that go out and just lay prostrate in streets proclaiming the gospel. He will show himself strong and is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. And then he goes on to say in number two, having a, heart, a clear heart and a clear and a clean body. Having a clear heart and a clean body. In full assurance of faith, having your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. In other words, your heart is clear of all the wrong that you did. God ain't thinking about it. The only time it comes up is when you bring it up. He's not thinking about it. So when you come to him, you're clear. You've repented. You, you've confessed. You've repented. You've moved on. And you're diligently seeking him. And then he says here, and your body is washed. In other words, when you understand repentance and you are diligently seeking him, your mind is clear and what? Your body is clean from all sins. I don't care if you had nine babies by nine different daddies. Daddies. Your body is pure. I don't care if you've been doped up and drugged up and drunk up all your life since the age of 11. Your body is clear. When you're diligently pursuing him, he says, hey, 
you clean in my eyes because I've made you clean. And I'm living in you now. So therefore, because I'm clean, you're clean. And but how do we get clean? He says here, washed with pure water. What is pure water in the Bible? Being washed by the water of the word, which means you got to take a bath in his word on a regular basis. Number three, your tongue must line up with your faith. You cannot be in faith about something and speak contrary to it. You can't be because you counteract whatever your faith is because out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaketh. So when he tells us to make our confession, our profession, sure, let us hold fast to that profession, not faith, not wavering. James talks about, hey, you have to believe. And when you believe and you get that wisdom on what you need to do in that believing, he says, don't waver because a man that wavers is just as unsteady as the waves of the ocean. And he's unsteady in all his ways. So when we, when, I, when we set our faith on something, if you wrote out your prayer request, if, when, you, when you write out these prayer requests, if you already wrote one out, it's been prayed over multiple times. You need to be in a place of thanksgiving. I'm done with my petitions. I'm done with interceding. I'm done with supplicating. I'm, right now, I'm in this season of thankfulness. I'm in this season of rejoicing. And I'm seeing manifestations. I'm seeing manifestations. I'm seeing his glory. I am, because I, I, I'm, I'm done with all the petitions. If you still have prayer requests, submit them. Write them down. But after a while, those prayer requests just start turning into a confession. And then that confession turns into your meditation of the word that aligns with it. And then that confession and that meditation comes with thanksgiving. Amen? So we're going to do just that. Right now, we're going to set ourselves for, for prayer. And we're going to do the exact same way that we've done on Saturdays and even last week. Ask. A is for accessing heaven. S. Some of you just need the supernatural. But you have a desire to see it all the time. K. Know who you know. Know who you know. And do what you know to do. So there's prayer requests in the small baskets in the front and the back of the sanctuary. You can fill those out. Place your prayer request on the platform of the stage or on that table, I believe that's back there. Not in the baskets. Place your prayer request on the stage or on the table back there. Not in the baskets. Other believers, other dispensers of power and supernatural ability. You come up here or in the back, grab one of those prayer requests, pray over it, confess, whatever needs to be done, but add your faith, your supply of faith to that prayer request, lay hands on it. And then once you've prayed over it, place the completed prayer requests in the baskets. In other words, it's been prayed over. We are in the place of victory. We are in the land of the living. We are rejoicing. Place that prayer request that's already been prayed for in those baskets. We'll come together towards the end to have about five to seven minutes of corporate prayer. And then we're going to rejoice and shout the victory from there out. Amen. So let's go ahead and do that right now. As the music department just sets, sets the atmosphere in Jesus' name.
let's just let a praise arise in this place. You're welcome to walk around. Do what you need to do. Let praise. 
Just so that you understand the power that is going on, that's being transferred right now. We understand that a lot of these prayer requests could not be prayed over. So we're going to come together in corporate prayer right now. And Minister Deanna Joe and Minister Vinny is going to tag team on these prayer requests. So if we could just take all the prayer requests right now and put them in the baskets and bring those baskets up here. Stay in an attitude of prayer and reverence. 
chains are being broken. Minds are being renewed. Bodies are being healed. Ideas are taking place. The Spirit of God, He's putting people in the right places right now on your behalf for favor. He's, he's softening hearts right now. Know you not that you are the temple of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And where he dwells, there's shalom. There's peace. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Because he himself will not go without. I need you to get that. When he lives in you, he himself will not go without. The issue is his presence being bigger and bigger inside of you. Your awareness being more of him than your circumstances. So let's all come together right now. Stretch your hands forth right now. Minister Deanna Joe is going to pray for about three minutes over families, marriages, and children. The Minister Vinnie for about another three minutes or so is going to pray over finances and deliverance and, 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 and other aspects of prayer. And we, we want you to add your supply. Your supply, if one could put a thousand to flight, two can what? 10,000. But when you got about 600 people, 700, 800 people, oh, heaven is shaking. The earth is shaking. Jesus is on his feet saying, I got to do something on behalf of my baby. So let's go ahead and go before the throne Glory of God in prayer God. right now. Glory to God. Let's put Father, your hands we in just here. come before you with our hands stretched before these prayer requests and those that have already been lifted up to the heavenlies. Father, we stand in agreement about your word as it relates to family, our children, and marriage. We declare and decree right now, Lord God, that the word is true, that a threefold cord is not easily broken, that as we stand in agreement with your word, Heavenly Father, Father, there is a healing and a deliverance on our families. We say right now, Lord God, that what you have put together, no man shall put asunder. We declare and decree, Lord, that your word says that if we shall believe in you, not only will we be saved, but our whole households will be saved. So we say that our families are saved. We are snatching people out right now of the hands of the enemy, for he cannot have them. We plead the precious blood of Jesus over them. We say they're coming out of sin. They're coming out of fornication. They're coming out of addictions, Lord God, and they're lying are in your hand. They are set free and they are saved by the word of the Lamb and by the blood and by our testimony. We thank you, Lord God, that our families are whole, healed, complete, entire, lacking and wanting nothing. We thank you that our marriages, Lord God, are associated with your love and with your joy and with your peace. We thank you, Lord God, that our, 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 our fathers and our husbands are taking their rightful place in their homes, Lord God, that they are providers, caregivers, they're keepers, Lord God, they're lovers, Heavenly Father. They are Jesus and priests and kings in their homes. We thank you that wives are submitted and yielded, Heavenly Father, as husbands are submitted to you. We thank you, Lord God, that the marriage bed is satisfied, Lord, that their friendship grows, that they speak love and kindly one to another, that their finances, Lord God, are in line with your will and purpose for their lives. We thank you, Lord God, that what you have put together, not even they will put asunder. Father, we thank you for the peace of God that rests, rules, and abides upon these marriages. We thank you that family is knitted together, that wives and husbands are teaching their children the Word of God and living the love of God before them, Heavenly Father, that they will grow up in the love and admonition of the Lord. We thank you that your will is being done in families, Lord.
Lord God, because families are the bedrock of the kingdom of God. And as families grow and are knitted together, we know that, Lord God, your glory will go from glory to glory to glory, that lives will be changed, set free, and delivered because of the anointing that rests on family. So, Father, we just release a thank you and a praise and a glory and an honor for that which you are doing in our family, that which you're doing in our marriages, in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we know there is no distance in prayer and no distance in the realm of the Spirit. The same power that rested on Christ Jesus, the same power that raised him from the dead, lives on the inside of every person right now. So, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, direct us. We send your power forth to heal. We send your power forth to set free. That every sickness, every symptom of disease, any type of symptom has to bow to the name of Jesus the name that is above every name. So, Father, we thank you that you seated us in Christ, that we now are seated with you. We say shalom, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives. We cast down every imagination, every thought that tries to say anything opposite other than what it, your word has already declared because your word is settled in heaven. And because you said it, Father, your angels are hearkening to that word to perform it. So Heavenly Father, by faith, every single prayer request that we prayed, whether it was in English or in tongues, as we're looking at the baskets, we're looking at every single thing we prayed as answers. We've surrendered our cares onto you for you care for us. So we say that we're not afraid. We say that we're not worried. We say that we're not anxious because we have the mind of Jesus Christ and you said to keep our eyes fixed on you and as we keep our eyes fixed on you you would hold us and keep us in your perfect peace so Heavenly Father right now for families for every single person who may believe that they were at one time bound you said your word is not bound and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is freedom according to Philippians chapter 4 we say thanks be to you who supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory and father the confidence that we have in you is that not only when we pray we know that you hear but your angels are bringing the word to pass so as a sign of our faith and total confidence we lift our hands to you we open up our mouths to you for you are good you are good you are good you are good it is done it is well it is well
she said, now by the Spirit of God, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you don't see it, it's all right because it's in the atmosphere. It's manifesting itself right now. God is making it good on heaven as it is in earth. He's making it good. He's making it good. He's making it good. He's This place is saturated by his spirit and by his anointing right now. You know you're not right with God. As I've been ministering, as prayers have gone forth, you've had questions about what if, but what happened to? You have all these questions in your mind, but why? It's because you don't have an awareness of who he is. He came to give life and life everlasting, but we do have an enemy. And he comes to sow destruction and steal the word out of you so that you will continue in your questions. So you know you're not right with God. You have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Perhaps you have, but you know you've been living a life contrary to his will. You know you got up and you made some decisions that you know he wouldn't be pleased of. You know that there are secrets and there are things that you're hiding. I want to pray for you. I want to hug your neck and love on you and just embrace you, letting you know that God loves you and he ain't thinking about what you did. He just want to take, to take you to what God has done. You want to learn more about the power of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit with Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. You heard us praying. Other of you, many of you, you heard others praying in the Holy Spirit in tongues. You want to learn more about that. It's not spooky. It's nothing possessive about it. But it's a free gift, just like salvation. So if you want to learn more about that, I want to pray with you and make sure you get that information. Or perhaps you want to join Linked Up Church. You know, you're like, I want to be a part of this body. Pastor Gregory and I, we'd be honored to serve as your pastors. We promise you that you will get the word of God, the word of God only. We pray for you daily. We are passionate about your victory. So if any of those four invitations apply to you, would you please lift your hand up high in the air so I know I'm praying with and for you. Is that anybody here? I see this hand over here. Praise God. Is there anybody else? I see a hand in the back. Praise God. I see that hand in the back back there. You have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You have, but you know you've been living a life contrary to his will. You want to learn more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. Or you want to learn more about becoming a member of Linked Up Church, being connected to this body. I saw three hands go up, but I believe there may be more. 
If you lifted your hands and you desire my prayers, would you please make your way to the front? Whoever came with you, they're going to wait for you. We're all about celebrating you today because it's all about you. So would you collect your belongings? Get up here in the front. I want to hug you. I want to love on you, and I want to pray for you. Come on down here now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's encourage him, family. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Whatever the decision is, we are rattling hell right now, but they are rejoicing in heaven. Praise God. Come on down here. God bless you. Yeah, come on. Come on, pretty lady. Praise God. God bless you. I love you, but guess what? You don't even know how to love you as much as Jesus loves you. And congratulations on whatever decision you made. But what I'm going to do right now is pray with you and pray for you, okay? And then we're going to take you to a private room to make sure you understand exactly why you came down here, okay? So let's stretch our hands forth to these four lovely, beautiful ladies. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that you love and cherish and are passionate about your baby girls. So right now, they've responded to the, the, this altar call. I thank you that you have answers for their questions. I thank you that you have peace for their confusion. I thank you that you have healing for their bodies. Daddy, I thank you that you make yourself known to them, that you manifest your goodness to them so that they may know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are God and that you love them, that you love them and they come to know that love whereby torment is not a part of who they are, Father. I pray right now that if they have not received Jesus, we'll make that clear in the ministry room. If they have, but they've made some errors in judgment and decisions, I thank you for your saving grace and for your goodness in their lives. Father, I thank you for their baptism of the Holy Spirit with a Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. And Daddy, I thank you that if they're coming down for church membership, they are connected and in your perfect will. So, Father, meet them where they are. I thank you in advance that they shall not be plucked out of their hand, your hands, but you're, that they're safe and secure in you. And that today is the beginning of the best days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and so be it. I'm going to meet you right over there and I want to hug your neck. Follow this gentleman right over here. fall out up here right about now. This is some good stuff. Woo, Jesus is on the throne. Praise God. Well, 
I have the privilege, the honor, and the distinct pleasure of announcing that it is offering time. It is blessing time. You know what? I don't want to be remiss with this. I, I, I tend to forget this while you're taking your seats. I realize that sometimes people just aren't comfortable with coming down in the front for prayer, but yet they still want prayer. They still have questions. They still want to be ministered to. And so while you're filling out your offering envelope, if you are in need of a connection card, and what you can do if you want to respond to that call, but you just didn't feel comfortable, it's okay. You know, when I joined the church, when I rededicated my life, I came in through the back door. I just showed up at membership class and got it all together because I was not comfortable coming down to the front. So if that was you and you desire a connection card, fill it out in its entirety, and one of our ministers will call you within 24 to 48 hours to minister to you, to answer questions, and to pray with and for you. So please get one of these connection cards and fill it out and drop it in the offering receptacle when it goes by. If you are in need of an offering envelope, you can lift your hands, and one of our ushers or hostesses will be happy to serve you with one of those as well. And we are still in vision forward season. We are still releasing, I'm believing for all the finances. It's here in Jesus' name. He's manifesting himself to us daily, but um, if you are still fulfilling pledges for Vision Forward for our new church home as we walk out of the wilderness season into the temple of God, please uh, 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 obtain one of the Vision Forward um, envelopes, those are tan envelopes, or you could still fulfill a pledge card if you'd like to. And while you're doing this, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 6, the message version. It says, Luke 6, verse 38 in the message version, Give away your life and your resources. You'll find life given back, but not merely just given back, but given back with a bonus and a supernatural blessing. Giving, not getting. This way, generosity begets generosity. Amen. That's good to know. You know, we, 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 but I remember when we first got started and we didn't know, you know, with Linked Up Church, and we didn't quite know, you know, we, we not building from the ground up. We under the ground. You understand? We, we had to dig our way up to, to just the horizon. And I tell you, I remembered the seeds that we've sown with our finances, with our time, with our prayers and our energy. And I was like, you know what, God? You said that you would make it good on earth. You said that you would cause men to get back onto our bosom. And I tell you, when I look out on a Friday night, how packed this place was, when I look out this morning and see all of our Dream Team members zealous about serving, when I see that we have been able to buy building with no debt, when I see just the goodness of the Lord, I just can't help but to rejoice and say, hey, I need to give you more. If this is what it looks like, I need to give more. So we've endeavored to increase our giving every year. And God, and that's without a pay raise, y'all. My husband has earned the same amount of money and has not over, gone over it for the past eight years. Eight years. But we still continue to increase our giving. And you know what? God has never, ever not prospered us. 
Not one time has he let us down. And guess what? Just like Dr. Winston said, on, I, I like calling him Uncle Bill. He, you know, da Dad is, is Apostle Fred Price, but he's like our uncle. I love me some Uncle Bill, but just like he said, he ain't no respecter of persons. If he'll do it for me, for my husband, Dr. Winston, Apostle Price, if he'll do it for Minister Johnny, Minister Bennett, Minister Deanna Joe, if he'll do it for anybody, he'll do it for you, the least of those. If your heart is just choosing faith in Jesus' name. So let's lift our offering. If you're watching us online, you're in on this too. If you gave online, just lift up your hands because you are part of this prayer as well. Daddy, we thank you that you give bread to the sower, that you give us seed to sow. So we rejoice, Father, for supplying every need that we have. And we thank you for your promise that as we sow this seed, many girls, boys, men, and women will come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They'll have a tangible experience with you because of the preaching of the gospel, which we know has to be funded. So as, that is, as we sow our seed, we thank you that we are making available your name throughout an entire world and therefore earning crown, thorns, I mean, earning jewels on our crowns of salvation, Father. But we thank you for part two of that promise that as we have sown, you cause every need to be met. We live in this place of shalom, shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. We thank you that as we sow and give of our resources, Daddy, that we walk in a harvest, being lights of your goodness. Ministry hands, go forth right now. We command you to bring forth our return on our seed sown, for we do have need of it this day for every household that is represented. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen, amen, and amen. You all may collect the tithes and the offerings. And as they are doing that, I am going. He's watching online and he's looking at the clock. I can promise you, I spill it in my spirit, in my nose. He's, he's watching and he's like, girl, you behind the clock. Um, just real quickly, we have next step class number three being offered today. Next step number three class is being offered today, uh, I believe, in between services. But also, if you haven't been able to make it to all your membership classes that happen throughout the month, you could take care of it all on one day. And that is this upcoming Saturday, we have our next steps uh, uh, Saturday, where we offer all the classes in one day at one time. So if you want to uh, come out to that, I encourage you to do that. It is going to be on this Saturday, the 27th, starting at 12 a.m., and we do not eat up your entire day. We endeavor to be finished right around 12, 30, 1 o'clock or so, and that way you can get it all done in one day. And let me tell you, not only is, is it informative, but it is empowering because we're all about connecting people to God, to family and one another, connecting them to their purpose, and connecting them to community, and you're going to learn all about that and yourself in that class. So I encourage you, if you have not done that yet, to make your way out there on Saturday at 10 a.m. Otherwise, those of you that are on track, you can attend classes today. Minister Vinny, come on up here. Let's close it out while he's making his way up here. If you are visiting with us for the very first time, would you please stand and remain standing? If you're visiting with us for the very first time. Wow, yay! Wow. Woo! Well, as
you can see we are excited that you shared your Sunday morning with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, well uh, what, we're, what we do here is we're going to round you up, and we're going to take you to the secret area, and we don't know what we're going to do with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What we, well, welcome. Thank you, like I said, for sharing your Sunday morning with us. We're honored that you've done so. I am not Pastor Gregory. I'm, I'm Pastor Trish, the other part of that. But I do invite you to come on back out and receive of his ministry. But in the meantime, thank you for being here. I hope you are blessed from the word. Please make your way out to the nearest aisle. We, got, we have our hospitality team in the red shirts. They're going to escort you to a secret place for real. It's not secret, but to our reception area. I just want to hug your neck, greet you, and say hi, learn a little bit about you. And we also have refreshments there for you. If you will make your way out to the nearest aisle right now and go to that area, I'll meet you there soon. Let's give it up for our first-time visitors, folks. And let's receive our Minister Vinny and our poetic Minister Nehemiah. <laughs> poetic. <laughs> All right. Well, today, as we close out service, the majority of our closeout announcements were highlighting the youth ministry. And so what we decided to do is uh, just bring Minister Nehemiah up, who is our youth and young adult director here at Linked Up Church, who is doing an outstanding job <laughs> with our middle and high school students. And really, we wanted to talk to you about what our middle and high school students are doing currently in the community. Not only do they get the word here at church, but Minister Nehemiah and his team also believes in empowering young people to go out and affect change in their communities. And so here in the next couple of weeks, we're actually going to have church-wide initiatives where we all can connect to the community that were started by the youth ministry. So if you could let us know just what's really going to start happening on next Sunday. There we go. Thank you so much, Minister Vince. But um, pretty much what we have going on is a Souls for Souls initi initiative that will be held churchwide. So what we will be doing is collecting shoes. I know some of you all have some old shoes in your closet. That's not what we want. We don't want your dusty, busted up shoes. We want some nice, gently worn tennis shoes, sneakers, dress shoes, whatever you have in your closet, because I know y'all are abundantly blessed. So we want you all to make sure you bring those out. We'll be collecting them as the youth ministry, and we'll be distributing them all over the world. But we want to start here in Marietta and Powder Springs community. So, so when you mention that you're, you're going to be distributing them out, is there going to be a certain type of event where you're going to have the teenagers to show up and they're going to be the ones handing it out as well? Of course. So what we will be having is called Connect, Serve, and Chill. This will be February the 17th. And what we'll do, it's an initiative where we'll come out to the church office and we'll separate all of the tennis shoes. I know some of them may have a little smell or something like that. So we're going to have air freshener. We're going to have everything that's needed. But the, but the youth are going to be there with the gloves on and we'll be separating the shoes and after we separate the shoes and put them in the right place, then we'll have popcorn, we'll have pizza, we watch a movie, have some games, and just get them connected with each other because we're all about connecting people, the family, community, purpose, and most of all, God. 
And, and what I love about this is that not only does he have them go out into the community, but here at Linkdale Church, we believe in supporting the students that are actually participating and being lights in the communities they're in. So I believe you all have some honor roll acknowledgments as well as scholarship opportunities. Yes, definitely. So Linked Up Church is the only church that I know of where the pastor is really gun-ho on really blessing the children for getting good grades. Now, this is an initiative right here that is just amazing. If kids get A's and B's, A's and B's, they're able to get money. Like this right here, I've never heard of at a church before, but also for students that are seniors, if they qualify with a 3.0 or higher, they could get a scholarship to go to school. Now that right there is clap worthy right there. That's clap worthy. So it is, um, it's an initiative that we're really happy about. We have a lot of kids that have been getting, getting good grades in the youth ministry and we're really proud of that. Of course, we do reward the ones that have A's, all A's, better than the ones that have A's and B's, but we really try to support them so that they can be a light in their schools. So really what I love about what this ministry is about, what your uh, team does, is you make sure that teams are covered spirit, soul, and body. And every summer, similar to how the women go away to a retreat or how we have 21 days of prayer, you actually take time uh, to take the teenagers to a conference so they can get their spirits poured into. And just when is the, the payments? When are they due? When, how can I register? Yeah. So it's all about an investment. We all like investments in here as adults, but this is a spiritual investment, a seed that is sown into the hearts of the youth. And we really want to give them an opportunity to get away from you all for a little bit of the summertime. I know that <laughs> you all would like that as well, I'm sure, you know, have a little private time. But what we want to do is in February, as you all can see right here, February 4th, we will have the deposit. And our goal is, th is this, that any child that wants to go to the conference, no matter what, if they want to go and they may not have the funds, God will provide a way for them to go. But the thing is, we have to know that they're interested. And so to do that, if you have a, a student that, that is interested, that you desire to go, they need to let you know so we can properly pr prepare and plan and know what our target is as a ministry to support that by Sunday. February the 4th. Exactly, exactly. And there's other means that you can get in contact with me uh, at nray at linkedupchurch.com. All the information is online as well on the website. And then uh, we also have what is a newsletter that goes out to the parents. Now, this newsletter, sometimes it goes to people, uh, the wrong inbox or something like that. But we want you all to be informed of what we do. So we send a newsletter every single month on updates on what we're doing in the youth ministry because we want to build that gap between the sanctuary and the youth ministry. We need all of us to work together as a unit to bring our children up to where they really need to be in life. Amen. Come on. Isn't that outstanding? What's going on at our Linked Up Church Youth Ministry? Amen. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And also as well, you can meet me out there in the booth during the Dream Team Expo if you have any questions. We have a group of wonderful volunteers and uh, youth leaders, and we're always looking for more. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for Minister Nehemiah. All right, so as Minister Nehemiah just alluded to, today is our Dream Team Expo. There's two things that we want to focus on today. First, if you don't know your purpose, your reason, your wiring, how God has uniquely shaped you, after I dismiss, you can come down to the front and we'll take a 30 to 45 minute assessment to find out what makes you tick, what gets you excited, what locks in and ignites your passion. 
If you're a person out there and you know exactly how you're wired, you know what you're passionate about, as you exit the sanctuary on today, you'll be able to see different tables where you can connect to community and 